the Hiss, Clever Kicks, Island 1069, WIISQ West. Good morning. I'm Gwen Filosa right here in the studio broadcasting right off Duval Street in beautiful downtown Key West, Florida. And I'm uh, super excited to have my guest this morning. She's an award-winning author and she teaches writing and she she's won like a lot of awards. Allegra Hyde, good morning. Hi, it's great to be here. Now, Allegra, let's just start off right here. You've won three Pushcart, Pushcart prizes. and a, Are you going to leave any for the rest of us? <laughs> um, I'm just playing. I'm uh, sure. Yeah, it's, I'm surprised too. <laughs> no, but I mean, you have um, just uh, done amazing work. Um, your stuff's appeared in the, the Kenyan Review. Um, let's see. Let's uh, let's just start right off. You have um, uh, the book Lutheria. Lotheria. I said it right. You say it. Yeah, yeah. I have a, a novel coming out in March. Um, so I'm I'm. It's a it's a huge honor to be able to put out a book, and I'm really excited to share this book in particular um, with the world. Um, it, I worked on it for five years, so it's been a, a long time coming. And and you were uh, obviously you, you have a collection of short stories um, that you've put together. Is this your first novel or long form uh, fiction? Yeah, I my first book was called Of This New World, and it was a collection of stories. Um, and the novel actually is an expansion in some ways of a story that was in the collection, a story that I, I just couldn't really let go of. I kept thinking about um uh but yeah it's my first uh longer longer uh longer narrative uh, novel and getting amazing reviews um and it's described you know a story of idealism activism systemic corruption um, and there's a, a naive young woman's quest for agency it is is it autobiographical how do, how do you write these without it being sort <laughs> of sort of you know well i think i uh, fiction inevitably takes a little bit of our um, our personal histories, our personal lives, um, and I would say that all the all the characters in the book, in some way, have a, a piece of me um, in them. The in this case, the protagonist of the novel, Willa Marks. Um, uh, yeah, she's a she's a young woman. She decides to go to an island in the Bahamas because she wants to join a group of climate activists there who are, are trying to solve climate change. Um, and ultimately, all is not as it seems. Um, and she also has to kind of reckon with her her own past. Um, and yeah, absolutely. I do share some some qualities uh, with Willa. Um, uh, but all, uh, at the end of the day, she's her her own person. And um, uh, you seem to you write about communities uh, you, in, in the of this new world communities and um a little you know looking at the idea of utopia what why what draws you to that theme or that theme of what people are seeking did you know at key west people call it paradise but those are people that don't pay rent here (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) they're just flying by but can you talk about that because i I mean it seems is it is it come from optimism or are you just curious about what people are, are seeking yeah, I have been pretty obsessed with uh, utopian communities for a long time. And what interests me about them is that they are often these efforts to problem solve mainstream society in some way. And they involve folks kind of stepping away from norms to invent a new way of living. 
Um, and so uh, a utopian community would be a group like the Shakers um, back in the day, uh, living collectively, um, or um, uh, Fruitlands um, would be another one, uh, which is a proto-vegan commune in Massachusetts, or in the 60s, all those back-to-the-land hippie communes. And I, I think I really admire people who are willing to try something different and kind of and um, experiment a little bit and recognize that they they probably will not be able to make it last because a lot of utopian communities um, peter out for one reason or another. Um, but I, there's so much to learn from them, and I think so much to um, admire about about them um and i i'd like to explore them in my in my writing they were a big focus of that first um that first story collection and a, a utopian community is at the heart of this novel Eleutheria, um, a group of yeah climate activists who are who are trying to have a um kind of a, a perfect uh utopic green society um and to use that as a springboard for uh, fighting climate change is it ultimately the the way to go you'll have to read the book to <laughs> yes <laughs> no no spoilers here uh, climate change as an issue is so uh, it like just scares me and it's chilling to read stories and the, the latest um you know reporting on it what what makes you want to confront it rather than like some of us um i don't want to say i hide well yeah i do what, what makes <laughs> you want to just step up and say i we need to address this yeah, I I totally empathize with that sense of fear because it is really scary, and especially if you live in a place like Key West, um, um, mm. which has, has a lot of climate vulnerabilities, it's it's hard to kind of face the the idea of rising seas and rise temperatures and more um, uh, stormy weather. Uh, but I, I think that we owe it to future generations to try to. Um, do everything we can right now. We owe it to um, countries in the world that are in places in the world that have more climate vulnerabilities. And um, I guess what kind of keeps me optimistic uh, and, and helps me kind of look at those challenges is the fact that we do have an opportunity to um, make um, kind of make a better a better world. I think climate solutions don't have to be um, bad news. They don't have to be kind of taking things away from us. Um, we can uh, kind of moving away from a, a fossil fuel driven society, for instance, means having cleaner air generally. And that's, I think that's good news for, for everybody. Um, and I, as a fiction writer, um, I have this incredible opportunity to imagine different scenarios for um, for the future, to imagine what it might mean to kind of actively mobilize. So I try to use my writing as a space to test out scenarios, to show what um, solutions could look like, um, and, and hopefully um, give folks some some optimism, optimism so that we, we can all um, face the these very real and tough challenges yeah and, and you've you know you you've been an activist you've been you've been out there you protest protested the the pipeline in, in houston right i read that a few years, yeah, few years I, ago i mean you've been out there and um what what is it is it a drive of again optimism or simply because i just admire people who are like you know i'm gonna go stand up to this thing that seems 
overwhelming and, and do it? I think I've always felt a strong, um, uh, just a strong, I don't know, desire for justice just mm-hmm. in general. And I always think I should be doing more and, um, uh, am, you know, wanting to, and admiring kind of folks who dedicate all their time to activists, activists. I especially admire kind of youth activism that is happening today. Um, um, but on a personal level, it just, uh, I don't know, climate inequality, climate injustice is just don't sit right with me. And I, I don't think I'm alone in that. Um, and so I, um, I think in my artistic practice and my sphere of influence, I try to find ways to do what I can. Um, I, one of those, one of those ways is through teaching. Um, I'm a, a college professor and I, uh, when working with creative writing students, I try to um, incorporate um, aspects of the environment into the work that we're doing. So taking students outside, for instance, and doing um, writing exercise, exercises um, in, in an, a natural environment just to practice really paying attention to our surroundings. Um, to me, that's a, a small form of activism and a small form of um, just connecting people to our natural world. And, and you teach at, at Oberlin um, College. Yeah. And whenever I meet someone, I'm, an old boss of mine went there and I'm I'm like, is everyone there just brilliant? I mean, what's going on at at Oberlin with the the you know the arts and the uh, more arts? Yeah, it's a it's a really incredible community, and I I feel really lucky to get to um, teach here. The students are amazing. And um, now, uh, you are you from New Hampshire? I know you lived there, but are you you're from New England? Oh, yeah. I, I am New Hampshire through and through. Through and through. I lived in New Hampshire for several years. I was born there, but then we moved when I was a child. I lived in Concord and Manchester. Were you in Peterborough? Oh, yeah. yeah, I um, I mostly grew up in Peterborough. I was born in Keene, however, Keen. but I, I knew Concord and Manchester well. Because I, I, I lived in Manchester, very different from Peterborough. I don't know if you knew. Yeah. Uh, it's a little little scruffy. Um, and then I worked at the Concord Monitor, which actually turned out to be oh. this great um, experience. But uh, talk about New Hampshire politically. Because when I lived there, that live for your die seemed to mean to me, you know, be, you know, you know don't, don't really care about your sexuality or your race or your you know, political opinions. Just, just do your thing. And leave me alone. Is that, is that, how, how do you describe the, uh, the the people of New Hampshire? Like they'll pull you out of a well, ditch, but they'll, the whole time they're going to be cranky. I, you know, I'm I I love my New Hampshire brethren for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they can be kind of um, politically mysterious in many yes. ways because there is that libertarian streak. Um, running through people. Um, but I think at the end of the day, um, folks are interested in in both self-reliance and um, and community. Um, and I think that there is there's absolutely a, a tension that can emerge between those two things. but um, I 
I I think it's the best state in the country, but I'm biased. <laughs> no, I'm, I liked it a lot. I learned a lot there from people. Again, they'll pull you out of the snowdrift, or I, I my right. car would get stuck on ice. I don't miss some of that. And uh, but the ice storm. I was there for the ice storm. But I'm there in the late '90s in New Hampshire, and I can hold my girlfriend's hand in public. Nobody cares, you know. Or you know, just, mm. it can I can be with I, that? Just didn't happen in Indiana. But um, I really enjoyed it there, and and people are are um, I don't know, people are amazing. Boy, they take that primary really. They're proud. <laughs> They're proud of that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think it. It is kind of funny how these small towns get such political yes. attention. Bedford. I, I think people are showing up in Bedford. Too. You know, almost to the point of being like, ah, oh, you know, um, uh, what? You know, Biden. Biden was at the diner. Like, couldn't get my coffee. I, I, um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And um, now I uh, wanted to ask about your writing process because you know how everyone thinks they can write a book. I'm one of those people. Never done it. Um, I thought if I if I started out with short stories, that would be easier. Is that am I just dumb? or Is, that, is it true? Well, first of all, I, I do think that everyone has it in them to write, uh, write a book. Mm -hmm. I think everyone's got a got at least one book in them. And um, it may ultimately be a matter of finding the form that just uh, comes naturally to you. Some people are short story people and some people are novel people and some people other forms of storytelling make the most sense. Um, so I think it's uh, I'm of the opinion that it's a it's a matter of, of finding what is your where your comfort zone is um, and having a a bunch of time <laughs> yes it, it is a little, and i wanted to um i would ask you i, I know i'm keeping oh no we got a little i got one more question when i was in college we took writing classes right and we would write things and bring them in and sit in a circle and then people we'd rip each other's work apart um <laughs> is that is that good for us that's <laughs> writers or i mean and people were su super nice about certain things but um there was a poem you know how everyone writes a poem about their their dog that passed away <laughs> <laughs> that girl just got hammered but yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good poem really, really hard and I I'm I try to have workshops uh, as a teacher that um, both uh, look at a work critically um, and and think about how it can be the best version of itself but I I'm opposed to the sort of um, vicious tearing apart of a, of a work I think if you're, especially if you're coming from uh, a, a marginalized perspective in any way, mm -hmm. um, it's it's important that that perspective isn't kind of beaten down before it has a chance to shine. Um, so I'm I'm sorry about the that workshop experience. It was a it was a, it was a cool. But and uh, uh, Allegra, I just wanted to add, uh, I read that you you like you love Dennis Johnson, Jesus' son, and said he could write that over and over. And I I that book changed things for me oh yeah um I, I it's a it's a classic for sure and uh elotheria elotheria is the book everybody to uh, check it out allegra hyde you've been a delight i hope you can come back sometime and i'll i'll bother you with writing stories oh i love that <laughs> you're Thank great you so much you've been a great sport have a great productive day and uh take care Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. And thank you all for tuning in this morning to It's Too Early. I'm going to be back with a look at headlines and your weather forecast, but let's play a song. I, I like this one. Blue to Tiger. It's vintage. Island 1069. Stick around.
No Other Way by uh, Shade. Island 1069, W-I-I-S-Q West. Good morning, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. And I'm um, super happy to be here with you morning, weekday mornings at 8.15. And going to look at a couple things, uh, kind of newsy. Uh, this is from uh, the Monroe County Board of County Commissioners announced yesterday the newly constructed 10-foot-wide asphalt sidewalk from Atlantic Ave to South Roosevelt Boulevard along Bertha is now open to pedestrian and bicycle traffic. This is a shared-use path. It's a, a primary route for beach access. The project was a partnership between Monroe County and the city of Key West, part of a roadway and drainage improvement construction project along First and Bertha. It will be done in phases, tentatively scheduled for completion in late fall 2022. Now, reminder, if you're driving a car, First Street is open to southbound traffic only from Vivian Lane to Fogarty Avenue. Northbound traffic on First Street is detoured at Fogarty. Y- you all know this if you're driving. So just uh, be careful. Check out. It's it's pretty well signed. I've seen it. And if you want to see some photos, maybe you're not in Key West uh, the, on the Monroe County BOCC's um, Facebook page. They have some cool photos to show you that, that pathway. All right. And uh, I'm going to look at your weather forecast today. Let's see. Oh, sunny, near 81. Does that sound familiar? Cloudy skies early, partly cloudy in the afternoon. Slight chance of rain. It's not going to rain. High of 81 tonight, partly to mostly cloudy, low around 75. And uh, yeah, that's a look at at things going on today. And again, thanks for the support. Um, You know, I'm really grateful.